G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. When we talk about being a Christian, sometimes there's a spectrum on which we can put each other into a box, compartmentalizing each other. One of those compartments that people often talk about, Camille, is this idea of fundamentalism. And uh, sometimes it's seen as a good word and sometimes it's a bad word. What's your thoughts on fundamentalism? Neil, it's really important that we understand this phenomena of fundamentalism. I would say, for the most part, when you hear the term fundamentalist, it's not used positively. Why did it get such negative connotations, especially when you consider that it is, in its organic sense, a positive thing? First of all, fundamentalism often today is associated with Islam, Islamic fundamentalism. But let's understand, that is what Westerners have applied to what we would now call the Islamic revival. That's been going on for a while. When I say Islamic revival, I'm talking about the rise of Ayatollah Khomeini, revolutionary Iran, Muslims becoming more religious and and dressing accordingly and so on. But the term fundamentalist actually began with Christians. And it began a century ago is a response to liberal theology. Remember Newton's law. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, where liberalism became very intellectual and questioned everything. You know, did Matthew write Matthew? And were there two Isaiahs? And, you know, how many people actually wrote Genesis? And all this kind of thing. The fundamentalists were the response or reaction to this, what they considered faith-deflating, hyper-intellectual liberalism. And out of the fundamentalist movement came what we call Bible colleges to training ministers for the work of God. They wrote a book categorizing, I think, about five different fundamental doctrines. This is what we believe, like the uh, Trinity or the uh, deity of Christ— his atoning death on the cross, his sure second coming. These were the fundamentals. You have to believe these things to be in right relationship with God, to have an orthodox, small o, faith. So this book was published called The Fundamentals, and from it came the name fundamentalism. Yes, I think it's, in its organic sense, a very good thing. We cut across all the traditions, and not all traditions are bad. We cut across traditions and we get back to the root. We basically come back to Bethel, to the simplicity of faith in Christ. Nothing wrong with any of that. However, as time went on, fundamentalists began to be known in a negative way. I'm talking about Christian ones in the U.S. They were known as anti-fun, anti-going to the movies, chewing gum, playing cards, Uh, They were also known for being anti-black and anti-Pentecostal. 
So this image of bigotry, which is well before postmodern tolerance inclusivity came, put the fundamentalists in a very negative light. And of course, the other thing that seems to be attracted by this discussion about fundamentalists is this word extremism, which we see applied to other world religions. But uh, the word extremism, perhaps that's not necessarily uh, the way we think of Christian fundamentalism. Well, for the most part, Christian fundamentalists don't do extreme things. You know, radical things like hijack airplanes and fly them into skyscrapers. But what the the issue for me with the fundamentalists and why we in general, though we may be sympathetic to fundamentalist aims of going back to the key doctrines of Scripture, is while they may be knowledgeable on fundamental doctrine, they haven't had a corresponding growth in the Holy Spirit. In fact, they opposed the move of the Holy Spirit in decades gone by. Therefore, we need both word and spirit. As one person aptly put it, all word and no spirit makes you dry up. All spirit and no word makes you blow up. But spirit and word makes you grow up. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.